Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Hadit.com Radio Show. Hadit.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 23rd day of August, 2018. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser, and today we have uh, James Cripps and 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 Ray Cobb. Ray Cobb. I think you drew a blank there, don't you? Well, I didn't draw a blank. I was thinking of Cobbs, but I didn't want to say just Cobbs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe he was busy with that automatic uh, toilet paper roller that got them balls well, buried. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I thought I, he was trying to get it fixed up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was trying to uh, do some fine tuning on it, you know, and you really got to <laughs> concentrate on that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like uh, go ahead. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. We are. Yeah, I think James is doing great. He he's he had got a new present this morning. Oh, he I did. did. I did. Yeah, ILP delivered my new three thousand dollar recliner. Oh uh, my! It's land. got every. It's got everything but uh, automatic toilet paper dispenser. Why down the center back? Oh, uh, no, it took me too long. 18 months to get it. <laughs> I'll just ask for the accessory package. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's where it's at. Oh, yeah. well, bad thing about this thing, though, Gerald, sitting in this thing, when you got to go, you don't even want to get up out of your chair to do that. Uh, so I'm going to see if they got any diapers or anything over there I might can get. <laughs> well... James, I think. Kit. James, I think they got a urinal kit. Yeah, I know they do. In fact, uh, when they were thinking about <laughs> taking my legs off, the nurse said, "You go home and you get you a urinal and you sit down in your recliner and you order everything to your chair. Don't put your foot <laughs> on the ground." So I could get used to that. Oh, boy, that'd be bad. Well, Man, I had a little bit. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I saw in the news, I don't guess we had a special topic this evening, but I saw in the news on the 13th, it was signed into law that 100% permanent and total veterans, well, I don't know whether it's even permanent and total or not, 100% veterans, let's go that far, can fly Space A now. And if they give us the same rules and regulations that retirees have, which I think they will, then our spouses, our dependents can fly with us, they say, free, anywhere in the world. Oh, ain't that nice. Ain't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been after that a long Fine. time. Yeah. Find uh, that, James. Need that for me. That's big news. i got to get that out. Yeah, you you need to get it out. Uh yeah, 
I'm, Let me find I out love where I found it. In the latest there. magazine that I was reading, uh, mm-hmm. see if I don't have a magazine. I believe it's the VFW or American Legion in there. Yeah, on the 13th, okay. it was signed into law. Now, used crazy, to... Cause this part that, that was a defense bill two years ago. I wonder what happened to it. Yeah, well, in, in 2003 and 2004, they did a test with retirees letting their dependents fly to see how it worked, and it worked great. So they enacted that permanently. If they give us the same rules and regulations, that our dependents can also fly with us. Um, I haven't seen anything on it about dependents yet, but if you look up Space A flight for retirees, then you'll see where it was okayed uh, for the retirees and I can't see why they would treat us any differently. That's a good deal. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. if you have a emergency it, it, somewhere across country, you can get there. Yeah, it was it, it was part of a. Uh, they passed a DOD act, and there was three different things in it. That one being the most important to me personally. Uh, but I'll see if I can find that. I'd be like catching a hop, wouldn't it? It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Exact yeah. same thing. Uh, what Ray and I were discussing, I know, I know five retirees. They rode up to Fort Campbell. They took uh, not a lot of luggage, but now their luggage allow- allotment is 270-pound bags per person. That's a pretty good little bit. But anyway, they rode up to Fort Campbell, and they took the first plane out that had five seats on it. They didn't care where they were going. If they liked where they landed, then they got a room at the Air Force Base or Army Base, wherever, and they stayed all night. If they wanted to go sightseeing the next day, if they didn't like where they were at, they just went back to the airfield and got another hop. Uh, and they did that almost two weeks, and then they started targeting towards home specifically. And they made it back home. They two, had two weeks really, really cheap vacation because you can, you got lodging at every Air Force base or Army base. Yeah. And then you get your meals, get your meals reasonable. Uh, Ray and I are thinking about taking our wives and, and doing a little uh, okay. tour of Germany. I you want to hear that? You want to hear it? Do y'all want to hear it? I just found it. This is the this is space. Yeah, yeah. Up until August 2018, authorized veterans with permanent service connected disability rated as total were not eligible for space age travel. As of August 13, 2018, authorized veterans with a permanent service connected disability rated as total are eligible for space age travel. In the continental United States, or directly between CONUS, Alaska, and Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands, Guam, Samoa, and Hawaii, and Alaska. Veterans with permanent service neck disability rate of total must have a DD form 2765, which is the ID card. Tan, it's the same thing as. Have you got one of them, James? Uh, I've got the ID card, yeah. Okay. I don't know what number it is. It's the. The tan-looking ID card says 100% right safe. Right now, yeah. DOD instructions uh, 
4515.13 does not include any eligibility for dependents of authorized veterans with a permanent service-connected disability rating as total. That's for now and not come later. Right. Okay. But yeah, I think it's just line. developing. Yeah, yeah it's just, just developing. now developing. We'll, we'll get more news. Uh, but if they're doing it for retirees, it, it's only logical uh, yeah. to grant it to, to, to 100%, and it would be illogical to deny it. Okay. So we'll see well, what happens. Well, Ray, there you go, buddy. You can hop on a plane and boogie down to Hurlbird anytime you want to. You're right there, yeah. Bill Milton or Eggly. You ready to go? Yeah, I can. And then, uh, yeah. or even fly down. Uh, there might even be something going on down into the uh, NASA uh, Naval Air Station. Who knows? I mean, you know. Could be. Well, you had a Pensacola. I forgot about Pensacola. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, would you fly out of Tennessee? You know, if, if there's a retiree listening, they might call in and give us a little clue as to how hard it is to get flights and, and how hard it is to get flights in the direction you want to go and how do you make your, your reservations, uh, how far in advance and and uh, how easy it is to get bumped. Uh, if anybody listening has tried that. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a good deal once once you learn how to do it. I think that'd be a learning process in itself. But uh, I think it'd be good. Yeah. Well, it would be a fun, loving process, you know. That'd be nice. Yeah. I kind of think. One time you might be in a jump seat, the next time you might be on a pasture plane, and next time you might be riding beside uh, an Abrams tank, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's all right. Well, if it ever crashes, we do, we do like they've done that movie, uh, you know, when, when when they shot that plane, the tank out of that plane, and them boys got on that tank, was firing a gun to slow it down. Yeah. Fall <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but it sounds like it would work. Yeah, that's a team. Yeah, you know that's, uh, that was a movie. It's funny. I told my flight instructor. Told my flight instructor once. I said, he said the opposite rotation of the uh, rotors will set the chopper down easy. I said, I'm not going to take yeah. that chance. I said, I'm going to stand in the doorway and right before that sucker hits the ground, I'm going to jump up. He says, son, if we're falling at 60 miles an hour and you can jump up at three miles an hour, you can still go hit the ground at 57 miles an hour. <laughs> I believe that's well, anyway. booty right there now. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind trying that. We were talking about uh, maybe making a trip over to Germany, Amsterdam, Holland. Oh. Uh, you would, I don't know. You would have Germany. to know that you'd have to pay for lodging a reasonable cost. At, at, uh, well, I stayed at Fort Benning last year, and I was about 100 bucks a night, I think. But if you're splitting the cost of a room, you know, and then you can eat uh, on post uh, anywhere in the world and just make sure you have the funds to make it back home in case you don't connect with flights. And just don't make any plans. 
just play it by ear and fly it as the flight comes. Set aside a week or two or three and and just enjoy wherever that airplane goes. Well, you can probably travel around the world. You did it right. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. If the plane's going that way and it's got a seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's good news, though. It is. It, uh, that's big news. DAV's been after that, and they're not the only organization. been after that for years. Um, I, I was shocked to see it, but I'm glad it did pass. Uh, there's something else on there that passed, something about caregivers. Um, I was so excited about uh, the space they travel, I didn't really get into the caregivers. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. The, the 100% veteran and his caregiver can shop commissary. Now, the 100% veteran always could, yeah. but not the, not the any, caregiver. Any veteran right now, yeah, not the 100% can actually well, shop um, at the commissary online or the exchange. Because is it commissary? Uh, yeah. It's uh, PX online. PX too. Yeah, PX online only. The commissary you can't shop you online. You know how you gonna buy a pack that's of true, windows online? That's true. I had. Throwing you that toilet paper. But the they don't have any toilet paper with that. What is that, Gerald? Smaller <laughs> roller or larger roller? Hey, it's a larger roller, big old thing. Oh, okay, larger roller, yeah. Oh, uh, it don't take so much paper to fill it up, I guess. You know, it's like well, drinking mm-hmm. donuts. They shrunk the size down. They cheat you on right. the paper. They just make the old bigger. <laughs> but the new, the new news about the Caregiver Act is your caregiver, whoever that may be, your assigned caregiver can now shop commissary with you. In other words, if it's your neighbor and they're your assigned caregiver, then you can take your neighbor and they can also shop. Uh, oh. Now, if you're 100%, you're allowed to take your spouse with you, aren't you? Yes, they carry their own ID cards. Yeah. But so your you're... caregiver wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. The caregiver. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So now they may issue them a card as your caregiver, but that's I, good I don't know. Could, if, if they are your caregiver and they're carrying proof that they are your assigned caregiver, mm-hmm. then they can shop the commissary. Yeah. Yeah, if they have to Which really is only right. You know, they can go shopping. Yeah, it's really it's only right because if you've got a, a live-in carrier or a daily caregiver, uh, you know, then it becomes our food. It's not your food and my food. It becomes our food. You know, we're going shopping to buy yeah. food for next week. Yeah. Um, and I forget what the third one was. I didn't didn't like to say, pay a lot of attention to the others because I was excited about them. I think I was sitting on my thinking stool when I read that. Well, uh, 
I don't know about sending the caregiver to the commissary and having picking up hot dogs. They might bring uh, back the hair all over them. Well, you know, they might want some hairspray or something. If, if these caregivers, you know, they get picked yeah. up about them. Well, they might need some Advil. I, I guess as long as you cooked them over over a barbecue bit or something, it'd be all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But, I, you know, I'm. it's just a matter of time. I will personally try that out. I don't know where I'm going to be going, but uh, I mentioned the, the, the fact uh, that it would be a cheap way to go. And you could be more interested if you weren't on a schedule and you had no idea where you were going to end up, then it would be, it may be a better vacation than if you were trying to keep schedules and, and, uh, oh, let's see, might be the worst thing you ever tried to do in your life, too. Well, yeah, you might end up in Chicago over the weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. Uh, also, I've got two pair of tennis shoes a few weeks back. Now, you know, for a long time now, through podiatry uh, and prosthetics, we've been able to order shoes. Yeah. For a long time, it was just the Brogan-looking shoe. And then when I started having to wear braces, they they got uh, shoes, those same brogans with steel shanks, and they actually drill into the side of the shoe and attach these braces, and they don't come off. They're on that shoe permanently. Uh, and they're very heavy. Uh, a pair of those weigh almost seven pounds without the braces. My but, man. They came out with a a new brace, and I heard about it about a month ago. Uh, They'll they'll even fit on a sandal. But I asked the doc, I said, can I get some tennis shoes? Those braces work on tennis shoes. He said, sure. I said, can I get a pair? He said, I'll give you two. I said, okay. So they called me and told me my tennis shoes were in, and I went and tried them on. And they ordered the braces, and I got to go in the morning and get the braces attached. But they're, from what I understand, they're quick attached. You can take them off and put them on uh, pretty quickly. Oh, they might be lighter braces, even. They are lighter braces. They're made out of carbon fiber. Oh, okay. Where the ones that I, okay. the ones that I've got now are still still aluminum. Why, yeah, oh. that'd be heavy. Well, I've got knee problems, too, and that extra weight on my knees is really causing me some problems. Uh, the tennis shoes really felt good. I had to go try the tennis shoes on, and uh, I'll take them back in the morning. I haven't worn them yet. I'll take them back in the morning, and they'll attach the braces. But uh, generally, things are getting better in VA. It's the best I've ever seen well, let's hope it keeps going that way. 
I don't know. Have we had very many uh, recent wins there on Hat at uh, John? Uh, a few, but they're uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you buy you a new bottle of ketchup and you try to get it to pour out, let it sit there and sit there and sit there. Or every once in a while, if you don't pound the bottom of that bottle, it'll drip every once in a while. So yeah. it sounds like we're going to have to pound the bottle and get it to open up a little more so they can get some more wins, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe they'll loosen up sooner or later. Well, I, I reckon the VA's got a new, new way to file claims. They're giving veterans uh, etch sketch to fill your claims out. And then they uh, then they put you on a dirt road going home. And the time you get home, it shakes so bad it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm... I've got a, a administrative review in where they turned down my desk and chair. Other than that, I'm done with the VA. I'm at the end of the benefits except for my burial uh, and my desk and my chair. Well, and if they don't come up with my desk and chair before they have to pay for my barrel, I'll just tell them to ship it to you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am kind of disappointed with the Office of Inspector General. I applied about 18 months ago or better to become an accredited agent. After a year... Uh Well, they had me send them, send them three to three people uh, who could vouch for me, uh, and those three people wrote them letters uh, saying that I was a creditable person. Uh, and then after about a year, they they sent me a letter saying we're not sure you're physically fit. We need a letter from your heart doctor. So I went to my heart doctor and I explained it, and he wrote me a letter. Uh, it was kind of right down the middle letter, you know. He said, you know, this guy somewhere in the future is probably going to end up in the hospital off and on, but right now everything's going pretty good and it's pretty well under control. So I waited another six months and I wrote him a letter, and I said, you know. Under no circumstances would I ever be so inept that I would put a veteran's life on hold for more than a year and a half because I couldn't make a decision. Please remove my name from your application list. So I get a letter last week, uh, and it said, we need more information. One of your... uh, People that you had write a letter said you had been helping veterans with claims. Well, yeah, I have. They want to know if I've ever charged anybody any money for helping with a claim. Not even a free dinner. Uh, That would be my answer. Then they want to know, they want a list of at least ten people that I've helped with claims. Well, I wasn't going to I wasn't born yesterday, and I don't know owe them no list of ten people. Then they want to know 
they said the regulation. Let me get my envelope out here so I don't get this thing wrong, if I can even find it. Uh, I don't see it offhand, but yeah, I see it. But I'm 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 really disappointed in those people. Uh, and I don't care who they are, who they work for, what they call themselves. Okay, they refer me. They refer me to the CFR, and they. They, they say that the CFR states that no individual may assist claimants in the preparation, presentation, and prosecution of claims for VA benefits as an agent or an attorney unless he or she has been accredited by VA for such purpose. Well, that's not what, the, what it says. Uh, They, they left out, uh, when, the, when they quoted it, they left out as an agent or an attorney. In other words, they're saying no, that the CFR says that no individual can help another veteran unless he's accredited. They conveniently left out the part that says no individual acting as an agent or attorney. They just took that out of there. I don't think they have the authority to change regulations to suit their own agenda. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, <laughs> I got what you were saying there. You wasn't uh, pretending to be an agent or attorney. Right, but and so they, what's their gripe? I mean, you've been a good Samaritan. I mean, you know, just helping someone. You well, and that's something that yourself as uh, an agent. They left out yeah. two words. Well, three words really. If I had the authority to do the exact same thing that they did, uh, which is quoted the way I wanted to use it then I would change the first word of that sentence. It says, no individual. I would change the first word to any individual. Then it would be, any individual may assist claimants. <laughs> you know, if they can change it, then I also have should have the authority to change it. Those well, people don't have the authority. They can't no, change they the law. They can't the misquote it. Yeah, they can't misquote it. Uh, what they're what they're trying to do, James. What they're trying to do to you and myself and anyone else that has any knowledge, they do not want us sharing our knowledge with another veteran, because the way the law is written and, and the way it states there is that it, it means that we cannot represent them or sell ourselves to represent them, especially if it goes to a hearing. Or, or further on down the line. But there is no way in the world that that law is meant to say that one veteran cannot share information with another veteran. 
and and, uh, it doesn't, and what about someone who is not even like we have a lady that lives over here in Grundy County. Her father was a veteran. He passed away from uh, some of his conditions from exposure at age and arm. She's about 37, 38 years old. She has taken up the battle for veterans in Grundy County. Now, she is not a veteran, never has been a veteran, but she does exactly the same thing that James and I have been doing for the last several years, and that is to visit with a veteran, find out if he has a possibility of a claim, and then tells him what he needs to gather the information to prove his claim. And I don't see how they can stop any citizen or anyone else as long as they don't identify or try to say that they're an agent or they're an attorney and that they are going to represent them. John, I, uh, you get it. Yeah, but the BA don't have a the you know leg to stand on on this. If <laughs> they're trying to say you're in violation of, of the CFR uh, 38 CFR, when in actuality you're not in violation of it, you never one time uh, uh, misrepresented yourself. You're just another John. veteran. Yeah, John, you get a chance to look this up. It's 38 CFR 14.629 B2. That's what they're misquoting. Uh, They just flat left out acting as an agent or an attorney. And they've got it. uh, Can't help anybody with benefits unless... He or she has been accredited. They don't have the authority to change that passage. I'm sorry. They're, tr- they're trying to manipulate the 38 CFR. And they're trying to attack my how credibility. Many people will believe their stories. I mean, I'm sure you're not the only one that have done this, too. Uh, they're, tra- they're attacking my credibility. They're trying to take act- me apart. Actually, they are, and in doing so, they're manipulating the 38 CFR, because what they're saying it says, it doesn't say. Well, you say B2, James? Yeah. It says four attorneys. The initial accreditation process consists of application to the Office of the General Counsel, self-certification of admission information concerning practice before any court, bar or state or federal agency and the determination of character and fitness. So the Office of General Counsel will presume an attorney's character and fitness to practice before uh, the VA based you, on state bar. Uh, you go a little higher, John. You need to go under B, number one. Go under B1. No That's individual may assist claimants in the preparation, presentation, prosecution of claims for VA benefits such as an agent or an attorney unless he or she has first been accredited by the VA for such purposes. Well, see, they left out as an agent or, or attorney and just le- unless he's accredited. Mm-hmm. They they wrapped this thing, they twisted this statue to fit their immediate need. They, can't, they don't have the authority well, actually, to do that. In all actuality, Situation regarding the situation. If you're an agent or attorney, you really, in 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 hindsight, you're really not allowed to actually touch a veteran's claim 
to represent him through the process unless he's in the appeal process. So he has to have a denial exactly. in for an agent or attorney exactly. to pick it up. But now, if you you're an individual like me, if you're an individual like me, you should be free to, to help a veteran. I don't need accreditation yeah. to do that. Accreditation is 20 true or false or multiple choice questions. And that's yeah. their holy grail. They hang, I'm accredited. They hang on to that. I'm accredited. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you it was a 20. And I bet it's one of those. Uh, well, I know it is. You might want to remember this one. You could see it a little bit later on. And it's 20 questions, true or false or multiple choice. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, you know, I told them plainly: remove me from your application list. The people, listen, get this one now. You know, we hold a, a monthly workshop. We advertise it on our website. They sent one of their agents to our workshop, posing as a veteran mm-hmm. that needed help. Huh. She was from oh, Washington. Okay. She was from Washington. You up. She said she yeah. was from Washington, and she was a Navy vet that had all these disabilities and wasn't getting but about 20%. I told her, no problem. I didn't help you. Just email me. I gave her a card. Then the last thing that they said in this correspondence is in the process of evaluating you, uh, we, I gave them my website. We found on your website where you're using the Army, Navy, Air Force, all five seals below our logo or in our logo. Please remove those seals from your logo because you may be uh, representing yourself as being backed by those people. The only reason I put put them on there is because we've got Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. We've got them all. Mm -hmm. But I removed the seals from our website, which, you know, they don't don't add to it or detect. Uh, The rest of this letter, no. They can buzz off. Oh, wait a minute. James, James, let's let's look at my situation. James and I turned each other's request for accreditation in mm-hmm. within 24 hours of each other. You know, I faxed mine one afternoon. He faxed his the next morning. Okay? Mm-hmm. We stayed in contact about this. I get a call after I did my three, three, three personal references I get a call from the lady from Washington, and mm-hmm. she wants to know how I help veterans uh, do their claims. Well, I was right open, just like James was. I said, well, what we do, we look, and I said, the first thing I do is verify that they have a claim that falls under the area to which they're wanting to apply for. I said, the second thing, I asked them, do they have a doctor that has proclaimed that they have this condition? And I said, then we proceed from there, and I'm telling them and tell them to look up in the 38 CFR codes and the regulations 
what falls underneath that particular condition so they'll know approximately what to expect. And she said, well, do you file the claim for them? I said, no, no way. I said, what I do, to be real honest, our claim agent here in the county is not very good. So I put them in the car, and I drive them to Nashville to get them into the regional building, and we file the claim there. And I said, then I drive them back home. And, I, and she said, well, do you charge for that? I said, no. I said, I pay the gas. I pay the parking. I pay what I, whatever lunch we have. And I said, most of the time I buy the veteran lunch because he really can't afford to buy it himself. You know, and then she asked me, she says, well, how do you get paid? I said, I don't get paid. She said, well, why do you do it? And then I quoted the reason why I do it. And then once I did that, she says, well, she says, do you plan on charging people in the future? I said, no, ma'am, I don't. I said, I'm fine way I am. I need no more financial support. I'm not an attorney. I don't want to be an attorney. And and that's the way that's going to be. I probably won't ever charge anybody for anything. And I said, if I'm out of my pocket a little bit of money, that's okay, but I'm not going to be out anymore. Now, this all this phone call took place about six months after I turned and James and I both had turned our letter in. Three days later, I got my approval to take the exam. And James had to wait another year. And still waiting. Now, something, something's going on there. Something's fishy why it takes one person so long and somebody else not near as long. And our, our, basic, our applications were exactly, almost exactly the same. I'm reading um, from this letter. I'm reading from this letter. I think I've already figured it out. Let me read this from the OIG. It says, this concerns your application for Department of Veterans Affairs accreditation as a claims agent. VA takes its responsibilities regarding accreditation very seriously. Drop down one paragraph. It says, one of your character references stated that you have numerous times Examine veterans' paperwork, made suggestions, and accompanied them to the regional office to file claims or appeals in furtherance of your suggested method. They do take their their business very seriously, so seriously that my character references are dead now. That's how seriously they take it. that's it. It's just something else. Wait till people die. It takes them so long, to, and, and then they want to attack my character. I think hmm. every one of them should be fired. They don't deserve the job they have. Um, they're, what like like I say, they're coming directly at me after my character. Um, hmm. No, that ain't going to work. Well, you and Ray obviously had different personnel looking at you. Your application, Claim. so yeah, you got a a some yo-yo for sure. Yeah, and somebody has stepped on some toes, I believe, and I believe they're trying to step back. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, yep, 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 yep. I yep, would yep. imagine I've been stepping on toes ever since I won the first Agent Arms case. Yeah, I'm stepping on toes. <laughs> But if you don't step on toes, I saw that. You know that's the problem. 
<laughs> problem with people. Problem. <laughs> what TV? Which one? <laughs> people, people that don't speak up. You know, veterans are supposed to be meek. Well, I'm not. I'm not afraid of them. Oh, it's just so wrong to attack my character when they have no reason to do so, even so far as to misquote the law to fit their agenda. That's terrible. Oh. Uh, it seems to me you could get some help from the Inspector General. Have you? Well, that's whose well, office it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> this is the old OIG. It's the, it's, they wrote me the letter. They oh might watch my. TV. I don't know. They probably listen to Hattie, too. Well, are you conservative? Are you conservative, James? Am I a conservative? Not yeah. really. No. Okay. Conservatives okay. uh, get a lot of treatment like that for some reason. Or it was in any, any government operation. I don't know if that's got anything to do with it or not, but it. Uh, uh, they keep—they treat me kind of rough, uh, mm-hmm. because I don't just stand there and take it. You know, I do something about it. I'm—you know—I'm—I'm I'm an American citizen. I have a right to complain. I have a right to go to the TV station. I have a right to put them on the radio. Uh, they're trying to reprimand me for exercising my rights as an American citizen. Uh, and like I say, I don't care if they are the OIG. They don't mean anything to me. They need to find them another job. Anybody that would take 18 months and let everybody die off before they can make a decision, we don't need them. Veterans don't need those kind of people working for us. That's horrible. They're, they're not working for us. They're working against us. And there's some in the VA that I honestly believe 100% they feel like their job is to find some way to turn down veterans from their benefits. Well, that's what these people have done. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, systematic. It, it, you know, that's a systematic problem because when you first turn a claim into the VA, what's the first thing to look at? They look at your character service, and then they look at uh, your discharge. And then they look at whether you spend enough time to qualify for VA benefits. So it's a, it, it, it's 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 an outlook when you get in the door. They're looking for looking for outs. Uh, Ray and I were discussing it. I don't know whether you've ever seen VA's policy, but I've read it. How a veteran gets red marks on his folder cover. That this this was I don't know how they do it now, but this is when they had the folders and. What you have to do to get a red mark on your folder, and how long you have to have a clean record before that's removed. In other words, if you call the White House or you call one of one of your congressmen or senators, you get a red mark on your folder. If you don't do it for a certain amount of time, they have to take that off. Uh, I think my folder's red. Well, that's what I was going to say, James. I think my folder's red, too. <laughs> i tell you what, after getting this letter from OIG, it ain't the only thing that's red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, that just chaps me. That's something else. I don't make, and then they tell me, 
we expect a response within 30 days. Now, they haven't done anything in 18 months, but they want me to respond in 30 days? What kind of reasoning is that? But anyway, they say if they don't hear from me for 30 days, they're going to close my case and put it as inactive. That's what they want me to do. They don't want to hear from me again. They don't want you to be accredited. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, that's really what it boils down to. And I think James said it right when he said there was somebody there in in the community uh, that he... Uh, he is. I think he's actually shown them up, and he's done things for veterans that he that yeah, individual could not do or wouldn't okay. do, and therefore it makes them look bad. I got a similar situation here, but um, you know I know the guys. I can just tell by being around him, he's a little jealous about what I do. But I hadn't I hadn't stepped on his toes. Uh, I'd like to. But, uh, you know, we're in the American Legion together and stuff like that, so I'm learning to work with him. But, uh, uh, you know, there could be any day that he could try to turn something on me, so I'm just not giving him the opportunity. You know, I'm making sure well, that I try to keep those red marks off. <laughs> in our organization, we have we have now 36 100% permanent total veterans. Well, how about 100 members? We've got 3,600 percent permanent total. We started with none. We've got eight people driving brand new VA automobiles, automobile grants with adaptive equipment. We've got uh, housing allowance. We've got HISA grants. Uh, We've got ILP benefits, recliners, beds, uh, computers. who else does that? That's, well, what other communities are able scooters. to generate those things? You know, we've got L awards and we've got M's and M and a half's and N's and two O's. I'm an O, raise an O. We both have R1. Uh, where else do you find that? You know, service officers don't go for that. They don't know how. Are you planning on pursuing this uh, uh, becoming a certified agent? I don't want nothing to do with them. I don't even want to be associated with them. You know, I just soon continue what I'm doing, help veterans, charge nothing. Uh, it's my way of paying back, and I think as an American citizen, and according to the law as it's written, not as it's rewritten by them, uh, I have the right to do that. Yeah, I think you do, too. Yeah, you had a right to put them in the right direction, you know. <laughs> well, you know, they've caused me a lot of trouble. Uh I don't see they that. Got lawyers, they got lawyers sitting around doing nothing and getting paid for it. They they just seem to jump on this as a heart. And, and there's no one person that wrote this letter. You can bet they conferred with their lawyers uh, in writing this letter. I think you're right. But if it ever, if it came to court, they don't have the authority to change the law. 
you know, a, a law has got to be written. And that's not what's written. They have misquoted it and and just used it for their own purposes and, and purposely left out phrases that changed the entire meaning of the law. But anyway, that's my rant of the day. <laughs> At least I'd sit in a comfortable chair and rant about it. Could you repeat that, James? Are you talking about the rant? <laughs> if I repeated it, it might be a little harsher. <laughs> you know. By the time no. I got finished, I would need one of them automatic toilet paper rollers. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Airman Roberts story? I don't. He's a Navy guy, and he was in Italy or somewhere, and his job was he's working on aircraft. And they used to raise the front of the aircraft up the forklifts so they can put the landing gear up and stuff and kind of retract it. And one of the plants, I think it was P3s they are working on, and one of the workers went up in the wheel well of an aircraft working on it, and they come out with the direct they couldn't use the uh, forklift to stabilize the plane anymore. And they said, well, that's crazy. Somebody's going to be killed. Sure enough, this guy got up in there and, he was working on it, and the and the stinking the front landing gear just uncollapsed and start or you know started going up in the damn plane. The guy got crushed, and uh, this guy was trying to fight a forklift to get the plane picked up. He took off running. His name was Roberts, and he finally made it back. He was too late, you know. The guy passed away, and he's a real good friend of his, and he claimed PTSD from it. He filed a claim on it. So they verified the stressor actually happened, and uh, he, you know, and they kept denying his claim because he could. And he finally started to raise a little bit of cane with them, and uh, you know, calling them up every day. And finally, he got mad and called the inspector general. The inspector general said, "Well, let's investigate this." Well, they started investigating it, investigating, and started interviewing people that was around there. And some of the people said he wasn't even around. So they got him. They said he filed a false claim. Well, actually, he got that turned around. He's there, and they started doing all kinds of stuff. He went to prison for mail fraud because he filed a claim. The IG did that to him, turned it around on him. You remember that, Gerald? Yep, yep. Yep. So was he, in he, actuality, not there? He was there. But they got some people to say he wasn't there, and it started the whole ball of wax. And they put, actually put him in jail. He got out of jail, but uh, I don't know if he got a claim settled or not, but they, they ruined that man. And that's and that just because he called the IG. So they turned it over to the prosecuting attorney, and next thing you know, it was, it, 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 he, he was covered up, but it was, it was a mess. You know, my brother was waiting to get on the interstate. There was a line of traffic, and some woman tried to go around on the right-hand side and sideswiped his truck. Um, They called the police, and while they were sitting there waiting on the police, somebody drove up and got out of the car, and he said, I'm her brother-in-law, and I witnessed this. She called him from home, and he drove from home over there so he could witness that. (laughs) (laughs) But they got him. They pinged his phone. And found out exactly where he was at the time of the accident. That's the only thing that saved my brother. Yeah. I hope they arrested him for filing a false report. 
I don't know whether they arrested him or not, but uh, he didn't work out as a witness. <laughs> They'll do anything. Uh, yeah, those things you call people will. Uh, but, you know, uh, I've been in in a constant battle with the VA going on 13 years now. But to go from from day one with nothing and me saying I was exposed in the United States and the DOD and the VA saying we have never, ever used Agent Orange within the continental United States, to go from there to match benefits, there's nothing left. In 13 years, that's a feat. That that's uh, that's making some production. You did a lot of work, James. Yeah, worked uh, hard. That's what it takes. You know, when the when when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Well, uh, it's uh, you know, it's a shame that uh, so many veterans do have a difficult time with their claims. And usually when when you get right down to the nitty-gritty, it'll be some idiot in the regional office that has screwed your claim up and uh, just turned it to shambles. And it takes forever to get them squared back away. What are you talking about, Gerald? There ain't no idiots that work for the VA. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think McDonald's would hire them. (laughs) So you think you could win a claim just as easy filing it at McDonald's? (laughs) Yeah, brother. Is that even able for me to do, file a claim with a drive-in window at McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's partially true, Gerald. They want you to think they're idiots, but they're not. They're very intelligent people. This is a very well choreographed dance that they do. They've got a script. So it's, if you uh, tried to file a that. claim, if you tried to file a claim at McDonald's, it would be illegal because you would be presenting personal information. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I went, well, uh, I'd ask them to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> uh, I went down to uh, Florida, spent a week with Ray down there. He's got a place down there in Florida. And we went, I guess it was Orlando, and went in a military museum down there. And yeah. There was a guy there, I think he was a colonel retired. Want to know where we were, where we were from, and I told him where I was from. I gave him my card, and I said I won the first uh, Agent Orange claim in the continental United States. And he said, "No kidding." And Ray said, "And I won the second one." <laughs> that guy kind of walked out that door pretty quick, didn't he? He did a U-turn and just left. He didn't even want to yeah. talk to us after that. He was, the man was standing there talking to two veterans that had an old rating. Now, how often are you going to find two veterans with an old rating 
at the same place at the same time. There are not very many of them. Well, probably the nearest place I can think would be a graveyard, maybe. If you could even find them there, Gerald. Yeah, yeah. Place, nobody knows what it takes to win an O. <laughs> well, I tell you right. what, when I turned in my claim for an O to to a regional claims office, she sat there and wanted to argue with me that there was no such thing. And I had it in writing and I had it underlined and, it, and this is a lady I've worked with quite often over the last five or six years. And I said, Miss Gardner, it is, and look right here. Well, it happened to be at a seminar that we were having down here to help veterans, and they had brought a couple of people just to go on and look things up in the computer as they got ready to file the claim. And this person sitting beside her said, Miss Gardner, you might want to see this. Miss Gardner got up out of her chair, walked over and looked at the lady's computer, and the lady seen there with her finger pointing out exactly the same print that I just handed her, where I'd highlighted it. She comes back and she sat down and she said, Ray, you turned this in exactly the way you told it to me, and you're the first person I've ever known to get a note. Turned it in just like she said. About six months later or less, I had my old rating. They learned a little bit right there. Yeah, they did. In the previous seminar, they learned from you too, didn't they? You had to. <laughs> <laughs> you you were one of those ladies. She got so mad at you, she left the room. The the people from the regional office took the microphone and they said, we can adjudicate claims nowadays in 125 days. When she got finished, I was next up. I picked up the microphone and I said, the VA can't pick their nose in 125 days. <laughs> he did. He really did. He said that. <laughs> All those veterans out there just died laughing. That got me a red mark, I guess. Yeah, there's another red mark. (laughs) You know, tell it like it is. Uh, Well, I don't know too many people that got their claim done, maybe one or two in that. Length of time. <laughs> you know, 13 years to the VA is nothing. When the Shredder Gate incident was going on, one of the whistleblowers said she asked, said the woman climbed up on her desk, pushed the ceiling up, and put that piece of evidence above the ceiling. And she said, Well, what about the veteran? What's he going to do? She said, Don't worry about it. He can file an appeal. Oh, and that was to get a bonus, you know. The next uh, Monday morning, when they went back to work, they put a box in 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 the office and said, "This is any information that's turned in today 
No questions will be asked. Uh, 750 documents turned up in that box. And I believe that was the New York office. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was a it was a day of armistice. Uh, unbelievable. You know, you you can type in uh, VA Schmetter Gate and read all about it. When they finally admitted that it happened, they told they put it out that anybody thought that their evidence disappeared during Shredder Gate, they'd give them one year to replace that evidence. Well, how are you going to know if yours got shredded or not? Well, you don't, because no. usually uh, getting your hands on a proper claims folder is. That's a very difficult task. I it mean, is. I went through, I've got five claims, different claim folder here, and none of them the same. So During that uh, time, during that time, I started taking my evidence to Marsha Blackburn's office, who was a congressman at that time, still is, he's running for senator. Um, and presented it in the office to a Miss Woody Parker, who was her veterans rep. She would make a copy of it, read my evidence, and file it, and then forward a copy to VA. Now, I did that so it couldn't come up missing. If it's got a cover sheet on it from a congressman or senator, they're not going to shred it. And that's how I made sure my evidence got to the VA. Well, that was smart thinking. Uh, it's just protecting yourself. Well, yeah, you got to do stuff like that. It might seem silly to some people, but, I mean, when you've been there and you've lived through it, you know you have to do something out of the ordinary in order to keep that evidence of where you put it. I mean, if you put it in your claims folder, you want it to be there. And we're talking about some of the same people that's questioning my credibility. Yeah. I thought I was finished with this rant. Maybe I ain't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it. I think, James, I think this is what's going to last you a long time. Almost as good as getting out and running around your Jeep painted orange in front of the, in front of the judge's stand. <laughs> I, I sure gave him a show that day in the veterans paper, right? Uh, I was in the back of a 1932 fire engine. My brother was driving, and I was dressed up like Agent Orange. I had on an Agent Orange suit. The, uh, the lady that developed the pictures just happened to be black. And when I picked the pictures up, she checked me out. She said, I know who that is. I said, do, do you know him? She said, yeah, I know him. Well, it was me, but she couldn't tell it I was in that suit. She, I said, who do you think that is? She said, it's the Grand Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old Agent Orange. It ain't the Grand Wizard. But anyway, I pulled up there, and when we got in front of the judge's stand, I told my brother, I said, you stop this fire engine, don't move till I tell you. And I had my daughter posing as a 
soldier, steel pot, uniform, whole work. And I stood a big mailbox up that said, Disable Vet. You can read it from the judge's stand. Um, and my daughter walked over there and opened the mailbox and got a big brown envelope and held it up. It said, Big Brown Envelope. On the, vet, the address on the vet was Sick Veteran. Uh, she reached in this envelope. She pulls out a, a, a paper, and in big letters it said, Decision. And she got a real disappointed look on her face, and I picked up her orange baseball bat, uh, plastic, and started beating her over the helmet with it. And I, I reached into that mailbox and pulled out another big envelope on the side that the judges could see. It said, bonus. And I pulled out a bunch of play money and pitched it up in the air, and I told my brother, said, now you can go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that got me a red mark, too. Yeah, no, they withheld my pay. They withheld my pay six months for that. And it was worth every <laughs> bit of it. <laughs> you know, guys, there's something that, that just was brought to my attention at one of my last visits down to the VA. Uh, I was sitting there, and for the last six months, my A1C has been down where it's supposed to be for the first time in 14 or 15 years, which was a 1.7 and then a 6.7. And my my doctor, supposedly doctor, decided that they're going to cut back on my insulin. And so mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm getting ready to check out with a with a little lady that goes back and takes your blood pressure reading and whatever, all that stuff, I said, why did she change my prescription? Because I'm finally down to where it's supposed to be. And she said, job security. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, now you got to come back in 90 days, right? And I said, yeah. She said, job security. She said, we get our, our annual bonuses, and we get our budget based on the number of veterans that come through the hospital. So when you come back for a follow-up visit, that's just that many more veterans that we see, and therefore that will help us next year with the amount of funds we get, and it will also help us to get increase of salary in this area. And I thought, you know, my gracious, so what I've done, I've come home, and I'm not going by what she said. I went back to the old way and started doing my blood sugar the way I was doing it or my insulin the way I was doing it. And the first day or two when she had changed it, I jumped up over 300. And for the last two days, I've been down around 120 to 135. And and when I go back, she's going to scratch her head, and I don't think I'm going to tell her that I went back my old ways. I'm just going to let her try to figure that out on her own. <laughs> Yeah. Ray, what color is your folder now? <laughs> well, it's, it's catching up to yours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just went from orange to red. By the way, that nurse's name is Nurse Rickard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll I, I tell you what, now. Uh, 
I guess mine's going to get real red here about two or three weeks from now. Uh, guys, uh, some of you know, or, or I know James knows, he's been on the show with me. I have a radio show as well on WCDT here in Cowan, Tennessee, uh, once a month, second Tuesday of each month in the morning at 9 o'clock. And we talk about the same stuff we're talking about now, what veterans need to do when they're claims and how. Well, I received a phone call, and uh, uh, Congressman uh, Rowe, uh, uh, Phil Rowe, has asked to be on my program on the 14th, or whatever the date is right after that, 17th or somewhere around there in October. I think it's the 14th of October. And uh, uh, he has requested to be on my program and and uh, wanted to know some questions that we might have that I could send him so he can be prepared to answer them on the program. Well, I think I'm going to send him some questions, but I think I'm going to ask him a total different set of questions uh, rather than what I send him. Um, for example, James and I was talking about this, and, you know, we haven't heard of any problems with any spouses or whatever having any problem with CHAMP VA. And, you know, they've had all types of problems with this choice program, and that's his big his, his big baby. That's what he wants to try to push through. So, uh, you know, James said, well, why don't you ask him to get somebody like CHAMP VA to run it and see how that works. So I think I'm going to ask him that. I don't think I'm going to send him that question, but I think that's one that I'm going to just ask off the cuff right there in the middle of the program. Well, we'll see. After that program, mine may be double red. <laughs> After that program, they'll cut your telephone off. <laughs> Champ VA's got a Champ VA's got a real good uh, a real good uh, uh, public affairs officer. He, he come he's done several shows with us before. He's a good guy. You might want to call and talk to him. He might get him to help. They got a good okay. program. Good guy. Yeah. His name yeah, is Glenn Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. His email address is Johnson at va.gov. Shoot me email. Yeah. He'd be love to talk to you, man. He, I mean, he's he's honest. He's a disabled vet. He's a nice guy. He tells you something, buddy. It's it's golden. Now, is his first name you said Jim? Glenn. Glenn. Glenn Johnson. Glenn Johnson. Okay. Yeah. He's a public affairs officer at VA out of Colorado. Okay. And you're going to. You know, I'm glad Ray called in tonight. Kind of. I'm glad Ray called in. If you want to break out, send an email and tell them you're going to have a radio show and that, you know, you're talking to the host and stuff and that they recommended you give him a call. And that uh, right. you know, and tell them what you're doing stuff, and that, that'd be beneficial to you guys because if you, if I had problems, can't be, I'd just shoot him a message and he fixes it right now, right now. Uh, that's the thing Good about it. There are no problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the NBA, he he runs a real tight ship. Yeah. Uh, our wives were talking about it at lunch together. We. Just on the whim of a telephone call, uh, 12 of us went and ate lunch, and our wives were talking. We got one new one new 100% one. Of course, his wife just got her Champ VA, and she was asking the other wives questions. And their biggest thing was there are no problems with Champ VA. You sign up, you get your card, and you fill their form out, and, and they pay meds by mail. You know, uh, it's just a great program. 
And all the medicines that they've taken and uh, co-pays that they've paid their doctors can't be able to reimburse them. If, if, yeah, uh, for a period so, back, yeah, sure will. Yeah. 18 months. Oh, uh, no, you got 18 months to file, and they pay back to your effective date on your 100%, okay? That's how they do it. And, you know, I've, I've, I've done my complaining about VA today, but I do want to get across. You know, I don't want to don't want to discourage anybody. You can you can send the wrong message and cause a veteran a lot of heart heartache uh, just because of what you said. I don't want to send that message. Uh, VA is better now than it ever has been in the 13 years that I've been dealing with it. There's still a whole lot of room for improvement. And there's still a lot of employees that won't get the old way out of their head and accept what's coming. But VA today is better than I've ever seen it in the 13 years that I've been dealing with it. I'd have to agree with you, James. Uh, I mean, it's been slow, real slow, my lands. But at least it is. seems like it's moving in the proper direction. Well, you can never stand still. You're either going backwards or forwards. You can't stand still. And I can look back 13 years, and I can tell we're moving forward, not backwards. Yeah, just don't be too too concerned about becoming an accredited agent. (laughs) I don't know. That may not happen. I don't think anything that I did now, they would never accredit me. Uh, I know that, so they ain't no use in me worrying myself to death about it. I don't want it. Uh, after the trouble and after them attacking my credibility, uh, changing the law and, and misrepresenting the law, and, and they've done everything they can to deny me other than deny me. So... Uh, no, I'm finished with that. I'm over. I'm over that. Won't I guarantee you. Well, I'd like to have seen you got accredited, James, but that wasn't me. We know Ray and evidently. I. Ray and I both spent three hundred and something dollars for the study material. Uh, you know, I was ready to take the exam. I didn't foresee all of this crap that they're putting out. Uh, I didn't think that that my uh, references would be dead before they ever got around to to communicate with me. Uh, Like I say, we need need better people in those positions that are capable of making a decision sooner than than that. You can't put a veteran's life on hold for 18 months and expect him to stand still. Yeah. Well, well, James, I figured it out. I think you got an O rating. They saw you had an O rating, and they really thought you'd be dead before they'd have to write you that letter. Well, I told them physically, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little messed up. Mentally, I'm as sharp as I ever was. Did they send it airmail? 
<laughs> well, it's, I hope that it was a lot of hot air in it, but it didn't come air mail. It's, <laughs> I don't even think there is air mail. Uh, I ran it through their postage meter. Yeah. Well. Spent 47 cents to tell me two two cents worth of crap. <laughs> a lie to tell you a lie. Um, yeah, I decided you, you yet whether I'm going to... You it and send it back to them, says undeliverable. <laughs> no, no such person. The person yeah. they're sending that to is creditable. So yeah. there's no such person as this uncreditable. Yeah. That's right. I, you know, half of, half of me don't want to even respond to that letter. But the other half of me wants to set them right. I am credible. I've never charged anybody. I always pay for the gas and the parking. I don't file claims personally. I take that person to the regional office. They file the claims. Uh, I, I could vindicate myself, but I don't even really feel the need to. Well, life's too short, James. I wasn't. I just shove it off and. Uh, um, put it in the shredder and be done with it. Well, in some ways, I would agree. Well, you know, come on, I, I would agree with that in some ways, but in other ways, I think one thing I would do for sure, even if I didn't want it, want it anymore, I would point out to them what they had changed in the law, and I'd make a copy of it, and I'd highlight those words that they left out. And tell them, because they left these words out in this particular letter dated such and such, that it changes the whole outlook of the law. And that's not the intent of the law. And they cannot uh, uh, change the law. Uh, They have no authority to do so. And I would leave it at that. And I don't even think I would ask to be considered anymore. Matter of fact, I may just do like you, James, tell them they can take it and shove it. Uh, uh, or put it where the sun doesn't shine, and um, leave it at that. But I don't think I could sit by and let someone send me a letter like that where they, where you really know for a fact that they changed the wordage to benefit themselves and tried to change the law. And I think I would have to not only send it that, I think I'd make a copy of that letter and I'd make a copy of the law I'd send it to every one of my congressmen. Cause them more aggravation and frustration than what they caused you. Well, you're talking to my office of Inspector General, and I would expect them to be more prominent and businesslike than they've been. Well, and I would point that out to them, too. I wouldn't write the letter necessarily for the purpose of getting your credibility. I would have write the letter for the purpose of, of pointing out their own mistakes and their own not properly reading and identifying the proper 38 CFR code and uh, uh, leave it at that and just really make them look as stupid and foolish in a letter going back to them. And, and then I would copy in, like I said, I'd copy in my congressman and uh, I know that's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to cost a little bit to do a little mailing, but I think it would be worthwhile in the long run, and it definitely should give you satisfaction. 
Well, I've got about 20 days left to make up my mind, and that's 19 more days that I've got to get a worse case of red, honey. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I got time to make up my mind. Yeah, go get you some gold, Bond. That'll help. <laughs> <laughs> I tried butt paste once. Yeah. <laughs> Get some preparation, H. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like somebody speaking from authority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, you can take a whooping. <laughs> Deal with a VA. You can. Boy, you you learn patience, I'll tell you that. Well, oh. you should. Yeah. Yeah, I tell if somebody, you. If somebody sentenced you to 13 years at hard labor, or somebody sentenced you to going through with this with VA again for 13 years, it would be a hard decision. It would be tough. I think I'd rather have the hard labor. <laughs> it would be easier. Uh, I think so. But anyway, it's moving, moving on. Some some are happy, and a lot of them are sad. The veterans yeah, uh, just got to keep plugging away at them, and piece by piece. Yeah, I think we need to get this uh, new Space A deal over on Haddock's form. Get a topic going on it and find out what it's already people know there. about it. Already there. It's Do already it. there. Do I slapped that puppy on her while 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 we was talking a while ago. So. Yeah, that's you know a lot of veterans are going to be interested in that. If not a hundred percent going for a hundred percent, you know that's a lot more encouragement well, to go for a hundred. If I get Jordan uh, picking up the Air Force base, I might fly out there. Uh, the last the last military plane I felt flew on we taxied down the runway and I could see the chatter I could see the wheels lift off and it would backfire and sit back down and that happened about three times and we turned around and taxied back and the pilot looked at me I was sitting next to him and he said we'll make it this time she's warm uh that was one of the little paper wing airplanes we call them TWA, Teeny Wing Airlines. <laughs> TWA. Yeah, Teeny Wing Airlines. I was a game warden flew over the post on Saturday morning. Yeah. We had a pilot on call. And uh, after that, I'd tell him, well, I'll make a run warm airplane. Come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> Do not blame you for that activity. Yeah. Yeah, it would backfire, and that puff of smoke would go by my window so quick, I'd almost break my neck trying to follow it to see what it was. It looked like a black ball coming at me. Uh, but I could see the shadow. I could see the, the light come between the wheels and the runway, and that that would happen. She'd sit back down. Uh, kind of unnerved me. 
That doesn't nerve anybody. Doesn't bother the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> he was used to it, huh? I guess so. <laughs> Some of them pilots are uh, certifiable, but they're crazy. Did y'all see the, I'm sure you saw it on the news, the chopper, the, the police chopper that took off and crashed uh, a couple of days We're ago. Uh, gosh, I don't remember where it was at, but he tried to take off. It looked like he was on a trailer, and it lost altitude, and one of the skids went in under the trailer, and then it gained a little altitude, and it just flipped him right over on his rotors. Oh, he, he survived. He survived. It was a training, uh, some kind of training uh, class. Uh, that's a good way to teach somebody, you know. That's a good way to get on the boat, too. Yeah. Mm. That's a good way to give it up. Dangerous. Yeah, them rotors spinning around. That's bad now. Yeah, and you can tell in the camera shot uh, all the pieces flying, you know, broken rotors and pieces of the chopper, and he's lucky to have survived. And it and it fell on its glass top. You know, it was it was a hundred and eighty degrees out of level when it fell. It came down on the top. Oh, he is lucky. Yeah, he had to survive that. Yeah, he is lucky. Well, James, we're, uh, uh, Ray, uh, we're down here getting close to running out of time. So, uh, you want to give your website out and contact information? Yeah, my website is, uh, if you just type in VA the Redneck Way. VA the Redneck Way. Yeah, VA the Redneck Way, one word. Okay. Uh, just type that in, it'll, it, it'll come up. And then now, the uh, organization the, website. Go ahead. Is, is that uh, .gov or .net? Or? No, it's not, not anything. Just type in VA uh, the Redneck Way and it'll come up. Okay. I'm that famous. <laughs> you, can type in, you can type in my name, James M. Cripps, and you yeah. can read from now on. Or you oh. can type in our web address for the organization, and that's USVA. 101.org stands for the United States Veterans Alliance. You can put in the United States Veterans Alliance or you can put in USVA101.org. Note that there are not five seals in our logo anymore. Oh, okay. Well, just, yeah, just in case the... Uh, IG is listening, you know. I'm on them. Be sure to have your your website. They got it. They can see that. And I deleted the workshop uh, information off of that 
we discontinued oh. the workshop. But well. uh, I've invited all veterans to come over and help me paint my barn. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I can make I can paint that. my barn just any time. Well, anything sure. but red. Yeah, anything but red. Yeah, yeah. I'm not putting any red. I bet they took a red mark off for that. I bet they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, we're looking at the second Tuesday of each month. If you want to go in and uh, type up uh, uh, WZYXradio.com and get on their web page and put you in the microphone or where it says listen live, click that on. And you do that at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, and you'll have a, a program called Veterans Helping Veterans. And we do just a little bit of what we did tonight, and uh, it's on for an hour. We talk about things that have come up uh, like we did tonight, the new programs, the new changes. And from time to time, we have a, a special guest. And so this uh, next month, we're going to have a special guest, and I think it might be worth listening to. Sounds oh, great. Give that address again, right? It's W-Z-Y-X. Uh-huh. Eagle Uh-huh. And that that gets you in there and just click on the um, it's actually out of Cowan, Tennessee. And click on the microphone or I, they did have a microphone now. I think it says Listen live and also has a microphone there, and you click that on, and uh, it'll it'll come right in, and you can sit there and listen to the program. Um, and I always I've got that my... the first time. I just I just wanted to make sure the OIG got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James, Get go ahead and send that letter in and put that in your letter, okay? And put it in I, 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 want, I want you to share some of the, the repercussions of this show tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, maybe we'll all share the same trail, you reckon? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Gerald, have you got some contact information you'd like to get back? <laughs> <laughs> I do a dab, but I don't I better not. <laughs> uh, I think they already got me paid. <laughs> uh, oh well we sure do have fun. Yeah. What the heck? You know, can't have fun, don't do it. <laughs> That's right. They already know they're going to bury me. It's just a matter of when. So they can speed it up or slow it down. <laughs> yeah, they even have a mortician parked outside my house. I think they just now here recently issued him a shovel. So he's off the In other words, if you, call, if you call for an ambulance, they're going to send the hearse. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, well, just make sure you take plenty of rolls with you. Yeah, I will. I want my my uh, toilet paper dispenser with me. I mean, I think I even put that in my will. <laughs> <laughs> to leave it to James? Make sure James has it. 
would, yeah, I might afraid. use that, Gerald. Don't bury it with yourself. Send it to me. <laughs> I'm yeah, go ahead and ship that along with my desk. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to abuse it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heck. How do you abuse the toilet, a ball bearing toilet paper roller? Oh, you'd have to better give it a jerk. That would be abuse. <laughs> well, it's pretty. Pretty damn piece of equipment. <laughs> High tech. <laughs> High tech. Uh, we're totally out of time. So uh, thank you guys for coming on, and we're certainly going to have you on again. And, Ray, I'll try to catch up with you on your show. Maybe I appreciate I'll that. Call in and... Uh, Say something wise. I don't know what it'd be, but uh, we'll figure something out. All right. This will be Gerald Cook with Jay Bassett. We'll be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and enough the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bastard Show. <laughs>